This morning I have the honor and the privilege of uh, introducing to you the love of my life. Uh, this has been an awesome summer, um, an incredible summer. Uh, our summer series has started with Pastor Madeline Clark uh, sharing in the word uh, last month, Elder Maxine, and, and to end our summer series, the love of my life, Carol Green, who I met uh, some 40, I can't believe I can say this, met her some 42 years ago. And we got married four years later, and it has been the best thing, other than Jesus, that has ever happened to me. She is the mother of my children. She is my wifey for lifey. I got a friend that refers to her. And she is the mother of my children, and I can tell you nothing makes a man more proud than to be able to introduce his wife as the mother of his children. There's only three children in the world that are mine, and they all came through her. <laughs> and I'm not boasting or bragging or putting anybody other, any other brother, any other man down that can't say that. But I'm glad that that um, uh, that she is the one that God chose for me, and that she is the one that He God chose to be the mother of those three awesome men that we call our sons. We are now grandparents. And um, last night we was on on the internet thing, video Zoom. thing called Zoom. And uh, as I was on there talking, my granddaughter suddenly blurts out, where's grandmommy? Oh, oh, okay. Your time's up. Oh, okay. You're done with me. Um but through the years, God has used their people don't know. Uh, I've received lots of accolades through the years uh, on a professional level, on a ministry level, and on a personal level. But they have no idea that, I hate that phrase that says, behind every good man is a good woman, or beside. Not not right. behind, but beside. That's right. That's right. Uh, she's not before me. She's not behind me. She's not under me. She's not over me. She's beside me. Amen. And, Amen. And, uh, and beside every good man or man that's getting all kinds of praise and everything, there is, I'm telling you, there is a godly woman Amen. who is making sacrifices. She prays for me, I'm telling you, every day. Amen. This is a praying woman. A lot of times when you don't see her talking a lot publicly, it is because she does her talking every day to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen. So she doesn't feel an obligation or a real desire and need to talk publicly. But when she does, <laughs> you better listen. <laughs> and I'm telling you that from a personal standpoint, you better listen when she does talk. Um, I, I love her with all of my heart. I'm not ashamed to say that. And when we, our next anniversary comes up, which will be in four months, can't believe the year's going by so fast. It'll, we've been married 39 years. Uh, so uh, I want to introduce to you Pastor Carol Green.
Wow. <laughs> How do you come out from that one? Uh, <laughs> yeah, quite a build up. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> I think I'll just dive right in. Go right ahead. Uh, today's topic is from Hosea uh, 5, 11, and 12, and uh, my title is The Lifestyle of Walking in God's Precepts. Um, we're, we'll be talking about uh, how to live healthy, full, abundant lives, lives that are allowing the administration of God's ways, His kingdom, daily. Um, uh, to bring about abundance and health in every area of our lives. So in light of that, we'll start, I'm going to, while you're um, searching, I'll start by reading Hosea 5, 11 and 12. It says, Ephraim is oppressed and broken in judgment because he willingly walked by human precept. Therefore, I will be to Ephraim like a moth, and to the house of Judah like rottenness. Um, uh, again, Israel was in rebellion against God, and, um, and the consequences of that re rebellion brought about judgment, um, having God saying that he's going to be to them like a moth. He's going to eat up their precious things. He's going to uh, be like rottenness to them um, so that the things that they valued um, that were outside of him will just disintegrate. They'll come to nothing. Um, and that's what happens when we walk according. We prefer man's precepts. We prefer man's way. We prefer our own ways of doing things, our own way of looking at things um, um, other than uh, besides God. We put our own, this is the way I see it. Right. We put that <laughs> above the way God sees it. Right. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and in every area of our lives, we choose our own way. Right. Um, and that's a dangerous thing. Mm -hmm. um, it's interesting uh, we're going to talk about God's prescriptions, um, his, his way of bringing about healing, his way of bringing about his administration into our lives. And sometimes it does not look like the way that we think it should. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and I, God's prescription, okay, at the beginning of this year, um, uh, well, actually at the end of last year, we were um, evicted. Even though we paid the rent, we paid it late. Um, and because of our job, we work by contracts, and it depends upon those contracts when we can actually pay our bills. Um, we pay them every month, but we don't. We were, aren't always able to pay them on time, so we were evicted. Um, they got tired of us not being able to pay timely, and they did this after we paid. Um, of course. Yeah. So uh, we had to move into a hotel for some time um, until we were able to um, uh, move into a home. Uh, uh, a couple actually approached us about the home. Um, uh, they, 
they were getting ready to move. Um, her husband's health was bad, and they were he was wanting to move to a warmer climate, so they were moving down south. Um, so they, they wanted us, they um, asked if we wanted to rent their house and maybe rent to with the purpose of um, owning it. Um, so we thought, this looks good. You know, they asked, they approached us. It was a nice house in a nice neighborhood. We like older homes, um, nice neighborhood. It, um, uh, in the area of the city of Harrisburg, um, and it was a quiet spot in the city. Um, so it looked good, you know, um, and we felt the peace of God about it. So we did. We moved into the home um, and were there for about six months. Um, a couple of weeks ago, no, a little, little longer than that, maybe about three. Three. <laughs> um, the owner called us uh, to tell us that uh, the back taxes, that the taxes on the house had not been paid, and that it was uh, that it was going to go up for sheriff sale, um, and that they were trying to get the money to pay for the taxes, um, and. Probably by the end of that week, they had put a notice on the door that, um, with the notice that the house was um, that going up for share sale for back 2017 back taxes. Um, so, uh, so we said okay. So we began to make plans to move. Um, during this time, we also had a couple. Uh, well, actually, a whole family living with us. We were helping them um, because they were uh, had their own financial. They had their own financial troubles. So we had this house, and it was just the two of us as a three-bedroom house. We helped them. Uh, we couldn't see just sitting there, not with the whole house, not helping people. So um, they came to stay with us, and so we're all in having to move <coughs> because of this. So they helped us to uh, pack. Um, we got all of our stuff in storage. Um, uh, it's just, uh, um, and we uh, we moved out uh, just this past Thursday. So we're we're tired, a little sore. Eric. <laughs> uh, but I'm, but I'm, again, we're thinking about God's prescription. We know that God had that house for us for at least, it was a, for those six months. Um, we know that uh, if we had not moved into that house, we would not have been able to help that couple. Um, and, and we know we were in the lives of the couple who had us to, uh, who let us rent the house. Um, God had his purpose in that, um, yeah. even though it doesn't look right. like it was something that was good. Right. God had purpose, and we know, and I, we're not going to you know, talk about all of what, I, we don't want to uncover what was going on or, or even share people's private information. Yeah. But we know we were in the lives of the couple for a specific reason. Right. Um, you know, people don't always 
say yes to God and in in to God's prescription for their lives. And you can't do anything about that. Um, we were in the lives of that couple that we allowed to come and to live with us, that family. Um, and we know we made impact. We know uh, that there was there were specific um, words and times that we shared together um, that made a difference in their lives. Um, they had to move on to someplace different. We had a word, we had a sentence in their lives that helps them to move on to the next stage or to right. where uh, uh, the next part of their prescription. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, prescriptions are, medicine isn't always something that you like. Uh, the prescription that you need to take is mm-hmm. not always, that doesn't always taste good. Mm-hmm. It's not always something that you want to do. Mm-hmm. I would prefer to be able to live in a place that I don't have to move out of right. six months later. Right. But God had purpose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, that's the way I see it. I do not, I know that we were there for the couple that owned the house. Right. Mm-hmm. I know that's yes that there were specific things that were supposed to happen but did not because people have choice. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So they made a decision. It affected two families. Mm-hmm. Um, we had to move on. Right. Um, again, God's prescription, it's a prescription. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, now we're, uh, God, um, blessed us. He gave us favor with a friend of ours who had lost her husband who has a home um, who, are, who is allowing us to stay with her until we're able to uh, find something else. Mm-hmm. Um, um, she's actually um, uh, looked forward to us coming to live with her because she has us she, as she said, she has us to herself. Um, that we're able to sit and just talk and not have any time limit. Um, we know that that's an it's an assignment. That's um, crazy. But again, but it's a but again, I'm a woman. I want my own. Right. I want. I we we like to nest. We like to build our own. Yes. But this is God's prescription. Yeah. Um, and so I choose to say yes, and I choose to do it willingly and. Uh, with a glad heart. Yeah. Amen. Um, so let's talk about what, a, uh, again, a prescription is a, a written direction for the administration of medicine. Hmm. So sometimes in our lives, the administration of God's prescription, again, it does not look like what you think it is. It is it's healthy for you. He's working in us something that brings about health. He's working on something that he sees in us that is not healthy. He's working something in us that he sees that needs correction and he needs to he needs to straighten out. He needs to bring wholeness to. His precepts, uh, a prescription uh, in Psalms 111 and 7, 
it talks about God's prescription, but it's a it it talks about His truth as injustice being a prescription. Yeah. So walking in truth, walking in justice, is actually a prescription, one of God's prescriptions. Yeah. In Psalms one nineteen, precepts are His precepts are throughout that whole chapter. That's yeah. a, quite a huge chapter. Right. But it's talking about his statutes, his laws, his mandates, uh, something appointed or authorized by God. Uh, the root word is pikad, or commandment, or precept. It means to appoint, to oversee, to take account, or allocate. Uh, the verb contains a strong sense of counting and numbering one's charges. Um, uh, those things for which one is responsible, or the uh, the Lord's peculium, his or his appointed statutes, mandates, number precepts, and orth and his authorized listed commandments. Um, and his commandments are well, of course, are throughout the Bible, but they are prescriptions. His commandments are actually prescriptions. And sometimes we, you know, we just think about okay, this is just something to do, but it is actually something that brings healing to us. Right. It brings correction to us. Yeah. It it corrects things in us, in our minds, in our emotions, yeah. and even in our bodies. Yeah. Sometimes things happen to us if we if are because we are not walking according to his precepts, yeah. according mm -hmm. to his commandments. Yeah. And that leaves us open to the enemy. It gives him a foothold yeah. in our minds, in our emotions, in our bodies. Right. Um, it causes us to have a skewed view of God right. when we do not walk according to his precepts, Amen. his commandments. So there are questions that I'd like to ask, just for you to think about there, something to marinate, let marinate. Mm -hmm. What do you think is the prescription you should be following now? Everybody has some, God is working on all of us right. in all of our lives yeah. to get us to, uh, so that we're always walking in his precepts, so that we're fulfilling his purpose and destiny for our lives. Mm -hmm. So there is a specific prescription for each one of us. Right. So what, think about it, what is the prescription for you? Um, there are different things in each of us that we lean towards, that, that we might have a leaning towards um, that's not godly. I have a tendency for vengeance. <laughs> so God is always working in me <laughs> not to get people back. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. You know, uh, that's, me too. That's, a, that's a prescription. God has a prescription for me. Um, um, and he's really has, and I even in this situation, you know, I, you know, I, there is a knee-jerk reaction to be angry right. and to be frustrated. Yeah. Um, because I don't like packing. I hate. I, hate yeah. packing um, but I do I do it well since we've done it quite a bit <laughs> um, but he, the couple were in a financial situation um, they weren't completely transparent or with us 
about their situation. Um, but I choose to forgive them. I know that what I, I, I don't know everything concerning their situation, and I have to leave them to God. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I choose not to hold anything right. against them. Mm-hmm. Um, God bless them. Mm-hmm. God help them. Because yeah. uh, if there is, because he has a prescription for them. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't, I let him, I let them go. Um, and move on. Yes. Um, the couple that we were ministering to, there are still things that they are working on. And I know God is faithful to complete the yeah, work that he has begun in them. Mm-hmm. And even in me, just for me to, for, um, not to, not to hold anything, yeah. um, I find remarkable. Yeah. I know God has done a work yeah. in me because I would be plotting. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> oh <my goodness. laughs> right, right. Or, or, or I would be praying, God, get them. You know, you see what they did. That's me too. So there are, God's prescription is working on me. The medicine is healing. The medicine is... His, his his commandments, his precepts yes. are, are healing the way that I, are changing the way that I think. Yes. And I'm grateful for that. Yes, Lord. It's, Thank you, it's, Lord. I, I find it amazing to see, yes. mm-hmm. even in myself. Yes. Um, so I'm grateful to God for that. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what is the prescription that God is working in your lives? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With the different situations that you're dealing with, yeah. um, the the issues that you're dealing with, right. um, what part of the prescription are you struggling with following? <laughs> yeah, sometimes it, you know he'll tell us he'll get ex- tell us exactly what we need to do. And, well, do we have to really do it? You you know you kind of do it part of the way. No, now, um, as I've gotten older, I cannot eat a lot of um, anything having to do with grain. Um, Bread, um, cakes, uh, pretzels, which I absolutely love. Um, Those things actually cause my joints to inflame. um, uh, So I don't, and and cause me to swell. So there's inflammation. so for the most part, I don't eat those things anymore, or I'll, you know, on special occasions, I'll, I'll indulge. But I cannot, as a lifestyle, eat those things because right. I find it's not healthy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but as, it's a part of my prescription. I don't, right. I can't eat those things. Um, but there are times when I do, and I know I, I, I shouldn't. Like, I had a couple of cookies last night, and I shouldn't, I shouldn't have done that. And I pay for it. Um, but in it, uh, in in this situation, I, I, I see God's prescription, and I'm wondering, okay, and I'm always on the lookout for what he's saying to me, what he's what he's yeah. dealing with me yeah. about, um, especially in this, um, uh, in this new assignment, because um, again, I prefer to. Be, I, I would like to have my own space. Um, I'm I'm not really. I'm a I'm a one-on-one talker. I don't really do a whole lot of 
and like you said, public speaking, I I prefer one-on-ones. It's easier for me um, to do that. Yeah. But what is the prescription you're struggling with following? And with with the things that we are struggling with, let's ask God to help us move forward in breaking harmful cycles that's that are in our lives. And with the last, um, in dealing with God's prescriptions for us and walking in his precepts daily and uh, walking in them in every area of our lives daily, I took these precepts from Psalms 119, just some of the examples of what it would look like to, to daily walk in the precepts of God. So... Picture, let's picture ourselves walking daily in truth and justice. Mm-hmm. Being blessed because we keep God's word. We won't be ashamed because we keep his statutes. Mm-hmm. We will have answers for those who reproach us, for those who express disapproval of us, for those who who criticize us or scold us, we will have answers for them. We will walk in liberty when we continue to keep God's law. We will have liberty. When we walk in his precepts, we'll remember God's words. And we will always have hope. We will always have comfort in our afflictions. Now that we keep his word we will no longer be afflicted and we won't go astray yes. because we keep his precepts yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. and for uh, and those who fear God will be glad when they see us yeah. because we have hoped in his word yeah. when his law is our delight our uh, when we would have perished in affliction, God's commandments makes us wiser than our enemies. Yeah. So we will be wiser than our enemies. Yeah. <laughs> and we will be wiser than our enemies because God himself has taught us. Yeah. When we walk in his precepts, we will be people of understanding We will have great peace because we love his law Mm -hmm. and nothing causes us to stumble. That's what it looks like to walk in God's precepts. And that's it. Amen. growing up in church and always hearing about God's law and obey the commands and all of that and it's like ugh (laughs) (laughs) and um, this word precept and you may have have been wondering where you're getting prescription from when you hear the word precept and that's because the the 
definition, the definition of a precept, precept is based upon God doing an examination of your life. He looks at everything that needs to be healed, fixed, repaired, all of it, just like a doctor would. When you go to the doctor, you always get an exam, right? Yeah. And then, based upon what they find, we get a prescription, don't we? Yeah. We walk out of the office, they scribble on the paper, and then we have to go to the pharmacy and get all that stuff that they said. That's what the Word of God is. I want you to change your picture of the Word of God. Just like the doctors scribble on that paper and write out these medicines or these practices that you need to do. That's what this is. God examined our lives and then He said, yeah. Yeah. I do this. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Now I don't feel like a bunch of rules and stuff. It's like, right. oh, oh, this is the medicine for me. Yeah. This is the exercise for me. Amen. This is the diet yeah. for me yeah. in order for me to be healed. Yeah. It's not just a bunch of rules and regulations so that I can make it into heaven. Amen. Mm. <laughs> Because right, right, right. if, if it's just a bunch of rules and regulations in order to make it into heaven, this is why everybody gets tired of this. Because we all found out I can't follow enough rules long enough in order to make it into heaven. So you get tired of trying to follow this and you just say, well, Lord, this weekend you're just going to have to forgive me. Please don't let the enemy kill me. And I'll come back in on Sunday morning and come to the altar and repent. Come on, let's be real. (laughs) And that's when people live that way, that's because they haven't, first of all, they haven't really made a connection with God that's That's necessary. A real God connection where he's in my heart. And now I have a desire for him. Yeah. And so now when I read his word, it now what I see is not just the rules and regulations. Right. I see the food I need. Yes. The drink I need. Yes. The exercise I need. Yes. The medicine I need. Yes. <laughs> and not just a bunch of rules. Mm-hmm. Because God is for me. Everybody say that. God is for God me. God God is for me. me. That's what precepts are about. Yes. This means he's for me. He's not sitting off distant somewhere. Amen. Oh, man, I hate that picture that we have of God. And it's not just in the church. A lot of the world has the same picture. God up in heaven with all these rules and laws waiting to see who's going to do it. Mm -hmm. Let's just see who can. (laughs) And by the way, let me throw a few things on them. Let me see how they respond. So I let them have a car accident, mm-hmm. or I'll take their mother or their father, and let's just see. Mm-hmm. See, because we all know God won't put on you more than what you can bear. <laughs> right. So that's what we've been telling people. Right. Mm-hmm. And you ever, you ever wonder why so many people hate God? That's the picture that we painted of Him. Here we are running this race like a bunch of little rats and he's throwing rocks and boulders and stuff in our way. And we're trying to duck and dodge and every once in a while one smacks us. But God sent that to me to test me to see if I'm really willing to try to get to heaven. I'm like, no, that ain't God. None of that stuff is God. Running my race, but God keeps putting up hurdles. And it ain't like you can see the hurdles coming just while you're running. The hurdle just comes up. Like, 
And somehow in the midst of that, I'm still supposed to thank him and love him, him, even though he's throwing all these hurdles and boulders and things in my path. And by the way, you better not mess up. In the midst of all of that, you better not cuss. You better not get mad at nobody. You better not see and something. And we wonder why people are so frustrated with trying to live this thing. Because my wife shared today, we don't understand this is a prescription. Yes. Amen. When we accepted Jesus Christ in our heart and he came in to live inside of us, God bought that house as is. Anybody ever buy a car or a house or anything, damaged goods, you bought it as yeah. is. Yeah. When you bought something as is, you knew. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When they wrote that on the sign, I'm buying, buying this as is, you yeah. knew something's wrong. Yeah. You knew it. Right. It ain't like you went in with your eyes closed. Like, I hope nothing's wrong. No, the sign says as is. So this means I know I'm buying damaged goods. So I'm going in with full intention of making repairs mm-hmm. once I move into this right. house or once I buy this car. Thank I already know I'm going to have to make repairs. Right. That's what God did with us. Yes. Yes. He knew he was buying damaged That's goods. Right. So he bought us with full intention yes. of making repairs. So when he so when he shows us what's wrong, it ain't like he didn't know. That's right. What's so fun about this damaged goods is we the one that don't know we're damaged. He knows. But the devil, the enemy is right there that when, when the Holy Spirit points us out, then the enemy starts saying, see, I thought you were saved. I thought you were saved. Well, I know I'm saved. The reason why God is pointing out uh-huh. to me because I'm his. That's why he's pointing it out because I'm his. Aren't that good to hear y'all? I love giving good news. He says, so go ahead. Let me come into the attic. Oh, Lord, not the attic. I got all kinds of stuff piled up up there. Let me come in the basement. Oh, Lord. Please don't come in my basement. And then God gets real personal. Let me come in your bedroom. No. That's my secret thoughts. No. <laughs> but is it? But that's being real. That's that's the real thing. That's what the word does. And so, aren't you glad? I just feel this today. Say, Lord, come on in. Come on in. Now, just kind of whisper on your breath and tell him what room that you you said that you want to let him come and see. Whether it's the attic or the basement, you know what that means. Uh, all of them. Or my bathroom. All, 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 all of them. Everybody saying all of them. All come, of them. come in all my rooms. All of I'm telling you now, it's going to be uncomfortable. And don't be surprised this week if God allows some circumstances to come up. Don't get angry. Remember this word. Don't get angry. Don't get frustrated. And here's another one. Don't beat up yourself. Don't get on yourself about whatever unfolds this week that starts to reveal something about yourself. Just say, oh, remind me. It's a prescription. This is a prescription. You're allowing this to heal me. You're allowing this to show me what needs to be healed. 
Anybody ever done something or said something? You like, oh my God, I thought I was past all of that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I had grown in enough maturity to not still be saying that. To not still be doing that. Yes, Lord. Yes. But that's a part of it. It doesn't mean that it's never, ever been cleaned. Never, ever been. But it's right. just a deeper layers. level. It's layers. Yeah. That's right. Uh, we had an elder in our church. He used to work in a steel mill, and he talked about how they would purify the steel. Mm-hmm. Some of you have seen the pictures of it. They melted down, and it's really hot, poured in these in these vats. big, huge vats. And he said, uh, and all of the impurities would come to the top, mm-hmm. and they would scrape that off. Right. Then he said they would take it and pour it into a vat even hotter than that. Yeah. And then more impurities would come to the top. Scrape that off. Then he said, then they put in one a third time, even hotter than the first two. Wow. And he said, with that one, that'd be just like, anybody ever seen milk when you let it sit out? And it forms this little layer layer on the the top. He said, that's what happens to that metal. The third time, there's this little thin layer. Last little bit of impurities that they scrape off. So what does that mean? And then it's pure. What that means is how, how that applies to our lives is God keeps letting us go into something hotter. Yes. To let the impurities come up. So don't build. Oh my God, I haven't thought those kind of words in years. But that came, he allowed that situation to bring that up so that we would know I still, I still got some of that profanity still in me. So it's not about you didn't you not say no more. It's I allowed it to happen to show you that that's still there. And now I'm letting it rise to the top. And all what do we do? We just repent. Lord, I confess it. Forgive me, Lord. And I thank you for showing this to me. That I still got this rage or I still got some of that rage still in me. Because it's not just the profanity. It's not the profanity. It's the anger or the seed of what it's attached to. It could be unforgiveness. It could be bitterness. Resentment. It could be resentment. Mm-hmm. As my wife said, I still got this vengeful thing. I want to get back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Me too. laughs> so sometimes we get stuck on the way a particular thing manifests. Yes. It may manifest as a profane word, but right. God's not stuck on that. Right. He's going to, the where root. did that come from? Right. There's some hurt. There's some pain. Yeah. There's something that he's con- that is connected to. And he's saying, right. I want to get to that. Because yeah. if I get to that, guess yeah. what? The profanity gonna well, disappear, gosh, right. and sometimes we've been working on. I'm trying not to cuss. I'm trying not to cuss, and God's like, I'm trying to get at the reason why you yeah. cuss. Because mm-hmm. if He heals that, you like, wow, I haven't said nothing. I ain't even thought of those words. Right. It doesn't even come to mind. Why? Because He was able to get to the impurity. Yeah. And that's what he's after with all of us. Isn't this awesome, y'all? Amen. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Thank you Lord. That's what it looks like. <laughs> Come on, right now, in this thank moment, you, Lord, Lord, thank you for getting to the root of it. Thank you, Lord, for getting to the root. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, we don't just want symptoms healed. We don't just want the symptoms healed. I want the, I want the root of it healed. I want the disease healed. Thank you, Lord. I'm not satisfied. You know the commercials that are out today, they're always talking about pain relief. Right. I don't just want pain relief. I want what's wrong fixed. Right. 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 Right.
I don't just want pain relief. Am I right, Millie? I want what's fixed. I want it to be fixed. Amen. Yes. I want it to be fixed. Let's fix. Let's fix what's wrong. And even in the house, even in the house of God, not only in the medical field, but even amongst the church, we're so into pain killing that we're not getting to the the, the root of the problem. And pain killing. Let's come and let's buck and holler and shout and dance. Let's get entertained. And so we feel good. You killed the pain, but not one single word or prayer came forth about what's wrong. And that's why people's churches are, are the attendance is dropping because people are tired of coming to church for pain relief right. and come Monday morning back, back, to, the back to the same way it was. Right. It's like no more pain relief. Like, like I'm not coming here for no more painkillers. And painkillers is entertainment, bucking and shouting. I'm not against shouting and all, but if that's all we gonna do, this is a painkiller. I don't want a painkiller. Is somebody going to come forth with a word of yes. uh, a, a prophecy? Yes. If you're going to sing to me, sing songs, sing the word. Sing something that's going to bring the healing. Yes. Don't entertain me. I don't need no four selections, A and B and C and D selections. <laughs> if none of those selections are going to help me. I don't even need an awesome sermon. Three points, a poem, PowerPoint display, <laughs> drum, dramatics, a skit, mm-hmm. dancers, flags. If all of this is entertainment and I walk, nothing changes in my life. Right. It's like, what, yes, what are we doing? Right. What, what are we doing? Right. And so this word that my wife brought today, yeah. you see, I'm excited. <laughs> prescription. Everybody say prescription. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And I receive your prescription, Lord. We receive it. Thank you, Lord. Now be real personal in this moment. I'm gonna give you. More. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be quiet in a minute, for a second here, and let the Holy Spirit speak to you at least one thing that He wants you to do in part of His prescription. It might be daily Bible reading. It might be meet with him in prayer every day. Uh, Before you go to work, before you go to school, just let him tell you your prescription for your life right now. I'm going to give you a minute. Let him just talk. Mm 